0: She's April, and she's Molly, and we are the book besties.
1: Bottomless mimosas are not the same as pantsless mimosas.
0: You don't always get what you want, and sometimes that's a good thing.
1: Yes, a sparkle though, or it's not appropriate.
0: Laughter through tears is my favorite emotion.
1: Money equals youth. Oh my gosh, did we finish on time today? For those that can't see us on YouTube, I'm flipping her the bird. Did you forget the words? No, I was literally doing a delay on purpose.
0: Okay, sure. Am I makeup weird? Are you new here? Always. Always. no, your makeup off. looks fine. Why? I tried a
1: TikTok hack, and I think it's not for old skin. It's for like the young kids that don't have blemishes and and like I, I wrote it down like on a for sticky the people note. People that don't actually need makeup, right? And yeah. like it's clumping. And, I'm done with TikTok. No, I'm not done with TikTok. I'm done with TikTok hacks. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah, well, I'm glad you made it. You had a big day today, a busy day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I had a birthday
0: party for a kid in my youngest son's class. And um, I have never been to a more bougie birthday
1: party (laughs) ever. Wait, you told me it was like hamburgers and hot dogs. So
0: the invitation said that it was like, field day hamburgers and hot dogs so okay, i wore normal for jeans that and age group. my kids were in shorts and tennis shoes and t-shirts because field day right all the women were in dresses they live on a golf course i didn't oh, even Jesus know my crimmies. town had a golf course like I live in the country. Like where the fuck did the golf course come from? Like, punked, where right are they in getting that money in
1: that country? Punked, town, punked right
0: in the middle of farms. Like, here you go. Here's all the farms. Golf course. <laughs>
1: so all the bougie people live in this one area. I
0: guess uh, they like
1: had a slushy truck.
0: Like they rented a, a slushy truck. So their or, their
1: foundation does not fl- clump.
0: I sure. They looked <laughs> like they had lash lash extensions. If that
1: that means oh, anything here. Dang.
0: Um, they had adult beverages, including champagne. I was like, where the fuck am I right now? Where am I?
1: I mean, I serve alcohol at kids' parties, but that's because I grew up redneck, and if the adults aren't drinking, nobody's staying very long.
0: (laughs) They were writing down who brought what gift. Like Like a bridal shower? Yeah. Like, do you do thank you notes for a six-year-old birthday? I've never, like... Now I it's feel like a, a
1: shitty person that I haven't.
0: He was sitting in a throne,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like like <laughs> Prince Albert, like just. Chillin, Not Prince Albert. Why is that the name you went with? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea, honestly. It's the name that came to mind. Oh,
0: um, gosh. It was weird. Hey, so I have to tell everybody, we we never ask for ratings. We never ask for you. We say at the end, like, follow us. But we don't like actually say, like come, and follow, like, come and rate us. I think us. I've
1: done one post requesting ratings. Yeah, Which, we don't. We don't try true. to
0: buy fans, like because we've been
1: doing it this- helps us on the algorithm, right? Right, gang. It helps.
0: It does. But we've been doing this for a year. This is the last episode of season two, and we had five star, we had a five star rating. We didn't have a lot of people that had rated us, but we had a five star rating. And this week, our rating tanked, and I'm going to tell you guys why. So I have. I uh, work at a school, um, which I told you guys last week, I'm not going to be there much longer. Like, uh, I put in my notice. I had Mm -hmm. been looking for a job for several months to go back to public libraries. And, um, well, somehow, these tech-savvy kiddos found our explicit content not recommended for kids podcast. Mm -hmm. And because kids can be dicks, they Mm -hmm. went and rated us a one-star
1: several and, of them
0: several of them and tanked our rating so we don't ever ask for no. ratings we don't try to buy fans but if you listen to this podcast please go rate us on apple If you music. love us
1: as much as we love please you guys. rate us
0: on apple music because like molly and i have been doing this for a full year mm-hmm. um this is the last episode for season two we've, we've done this two for full, full seasons for you guys yeah um, and we've had authors on. We had Chezy on, which was fantastic. We've had other podcasters on. We've had Nurse Katie. In season three, we have uh, two uh, so much bookstagrammers, more. a bookstagram, a third bookstagrammer who is also an independent author. Chezy will be back. Nurse Katie will be back. Um, it's possible that a fr- another friend of mine is going to be coming on like we're really providing quality content and I'm I'm really hurt and
1: disappointed I'm that, frustrated that because this is what happened because it's not like you're interrupting their lives they're just being chaotic to be fucking chaotic
0: yeah I mean we, we talk Fuckers. about our kid. like we talk about our personal kids being dicks sometimes like yeah kids are just hard but like I, I'm hurt by this because, like, I'm a pretty good teacher and I'm an even better librarian. And uh, and you're kind. I'm really hurt by this because, like, this is not, like. You're just being dicks. Like, I'm human. Dicks. I just don't think that people understand. Like, I don't think kids understand, like, your teachers have personal lives. They right. are human beings. Um, and they have feelings. And, like, this year I had a student. Uh, So I have a a co-worker who's my work bestie, and we were taking a picture together for, like, one of, like, the spirit days or whatever. And she's like, wait, you guys are, like, friends? And we're like, yes. She's like, I didn't know adults had friends. I was like... Like, what? What what do you mean you didn't know adults had friends? Like, what happens when you become an adult, all of a sudden you just don't need people in your life? Like I mean, I love the hermit life, but... They really just don't understand that, like... fucking
1: kids just keep coming back around.
0: We're human! So... Look, I, I never yes. ask for ratings. We never ask for fans. But if you've been listening to this podcast, even if it's your first one, please go rate us a five so we can get this um, rating back up. We're never going to be back to a five star again because now we have so many ones and you can never go back to 100%. But if you can no. help us get a little bit further along, I, I'm... I'm Seriously. at fault for this happening. Like they take their It's rating not your it's fault. fault.
1: It's their fault. Their jerk faces. You didn't go through and, on each of their phones and rate us. Like, yeah. I mean, that's that take a lot. Yeah, a long time.
0: Well, anyway, um, this is the last week of school. Like this episode is premiering on Tuesday. Obviously, we we come out on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. We literally have this day, of Tuesday, Mm -hmm. and two half days, and the year is over, Um, and then I have one more day that I have to do as a teacher, Um, and then I'm done, and I don't plan on coming back, but I am still part of this community, and my kids still go to school in this community, so um, it's going to be awkward. It's
1: awkward. It'll fizzle out. They're just going to be little dickheads the rest of their lives.
0: Well, I hope that they're not always that, but,
1: you know, I don't know. How about we anyway, talk about this? How about so, we talk about the book we're talking about? This I week, don't have a copy. So. I do. This week we are talking about The Gunkle. The Gunkle. By Stephen Rowley. Said Stephen right. Rowley. Stephen Rowley. Which, he narrated the audiobook. Yes, he did. He I did not. I
0: did not get a physical copy of this book. I just listened to it on Hoopla, hashtag the, not
1: Well, sponsors. I added it last minute to the season. I saw this at mm-hmm. Half Price Books when I was still in Texas and uh, just the shelf appeal of it, I was like, oh, my God, this book looks cute. Right. I I, I love, you know, it looked beachy. I, I thought it was going right. to be a fun summer read. I well, and we did not the, know it was going to make me cry.
0: Yeah. And we made the decision that we were going to do Pride books for June. Mm-hmm. This is an excellent book for Pride. It and is. the only one that we picked that wasn't actually a romance book. And I actually have to say, I think that's really important. because. Yeah we do read a lot of romances and partly that's my fault because that's my exactly. favorite genre, um, romance and dystopian. like, there's no in between. I want sunshines and rainbows or I want the or world I falling apart.
1: Um, <laughs> I but, mean, but at least the gunkle, you know your jam.
0: Yeah, right. But the gunkle is, um, it's not a romantic comedy. It, it it has, uh, there's a romance in it we'll right. talk more about, but this book
1: is a I family I have feelings book. about that, but. I do too. Right. I,
0: but this book is a family book, and I just mm-hmm. think, like, it was a great addition. And it's not uh, and a, a, a typical family dynamic. Edition.
1: Yes. And it's not a fa- typical family dynamic. But how right. about I give a synopsis, and we'll talk Molly, about it. Molly, I
0: missed you. I do realize we just recorded a few days ago for our other episode, but I missed you.
1: <laughs> it's okay, not like we talk every day or anything like that either.
0: <laughs> I was saying while you were sick, we may have texted, but, like, we didn't
1: talk like we usually do. No, I, I was dead to the world. Yeah, Molly had the vid. All
0: right, Molly, give the Finapsis. synopsis. stupid
1: Do it. Patrick O'Hara, a former TV star, has chosen seclusion from the world in Palm Springs for several reasons, but the death of his best friend and sister-in-law, Sarah, changed that. He flies to Connecticut where he isn't just hit with grief, but is a task he isn't sure he wants. His brother, Greg, Sarah's husband, tells Patrick he is an addict and needs his help. He already has rehab set up. He just needs one favor from Patrick to take his kids for the summer. Maisie and Grant bring something into Patrick's life he didn't know he needed. In this story, we have pink Christmas trees, a gay thruple, dented global <laughs> golden globes, and a lot of laughter and tears. Yeah, so Let's dive into it. Yeah.
0: I can't. I I know his name is Grant, but I can't hear Grant. Grant. I hear Grantalope. Grantalope. Because that's what he called it. Well, Grantalope. The whole, Grantalope.
1: Uh, <clears throat> so let's, I'll just go right into it. Boy, yeah. this cover is deceiving. I purchased it is. this book thinking it would be a fun, light read. Yeah. We are hit with real life and real laughter throughout this yeah. book. What did you think? Let's just do an overall opinion to start. Yeah.
0: I mean, I really liked this book. Um, Same. I was surprised. In a lot of ways, it reminded me of the line from um, Steel Magnolias. Not Steel Magnolias itself, but the line, laughter through tears is my favorite mm-hmm. emotion. Um, there's so much depth to Patrick that I don't think he even realized was there.
1: Right,
0: And, um. Well, he was burying and, himself. Yeah. In the desert, well, right? Right. And, like, you don't, the only part of this book that really, for me, drug on and felt unnecessary was the long letter that he wrote to his partner. Oh, whose name is Casey right now? What's Patrick's John. Joe, thank you. Um, The letter that he reads was like a whole chapter. And, like, it really slowed down the pace of the book. I think you need his feelings about Joe, but I don't think you
1: needed that whole... But it's very much Patrick's personality to rattle on, right? And his therapist did tell him, no edits, right? So, but
0: did he need to read the whole thing to us in the book? Not really. I don't think so. But, um... I think that he hadn't even realized how much he was still grieving Joe. Yeah. Um, and I love that his brother tells him, Look, I put them with you for a reason. Right. Well, and Sarah so wanted help, this too. Right. You can help them through this grief. Like you right. understand grief firsthand. They need yes. you to guide Especially them through.
1: It. Skills.
0: Yeah. And I really like that, like, initially he takes the fun uncle. You know, path like yeah. I'm just going to be the fun uncle, but mm-hmm. he buys the book like workbooks on grief and tries to
1: like help them like like, like he's, yeah. trying. He's, he's trying, he's trying. I mean, he still misses a few steps. Like right when he when he bought the bikes and Maisie was like, "Where's the helmets?" and he's like, "Why do you yeah. need helmets?" Well, and he doesn't like, have
0: kids, so that's not. What and she's like,
1: of. "Kids' heads are soft." Yeah. Like. <laughs> right. Right like come on. little
0: things like that right but um, i mean that's such an uncle thing to do right to buy the really cool toy and forget oh you need the you safety, need the safety equipment.
1: equipment i mean which <laughs> this has happened in my house I know, uncle, joe, I know. uncle joe bought the most expensive skateboard he could for tater tot but did he buy her pads no <laughs> um the audiobook yeah. is narrated by the author which yes. i was hesitant about yeah me too this doesn't always work, but no. this time I feel like it does. What do you think? I do. Yeah, I agree. So usually
0: when an author narrates and it's an, a biography or a memoir kind of situation, like I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, I've read audiobooks before that are mm-hmm. a person writing a biography on someone else, but the writer mm-hmm. of the biography is doing the reading and that's almost like a firsthand account of like the journalistic exploration they yeah. did. And then of course we've, we covered Amy Poehler's yes, please in the first season um, in which it's her memoir and she reads it. And I think you need her voice. I yeah. wasn't sure about how I would feel with the author reading this book, but he's so, so perfect. Good. I mean, like, he even I can't imagine. Anyone
1: I know. It's so I can't so imagine cute. anyone else doing it. Well, um, you, you forget, you get halfway into the book and you forget it's the author reading it. Because
0: I don't even it know sounds, that, like like I mean I knew it was him, but like But he sounded
1: I, like an audiobook narrator. He sounded yeah. like a voice actor. It, it was yeah. very good. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Right. I am and as a avid listener to audiobooks, it is my primary source of reading sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do read physical copies, it just takes me longer. Right. As an avid, per, I am hypercritical of audiobook yeah, narrators absolutely. because it is my source. They are right. my readers. They are my eyes. And a bad and
0: audiobook narrator will turn me off to a book. It will,
1: well, it'll stop you from wanting to read it. And, absolutely. And so, but anytime I see read by author, I go, I really do go, oh. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really, it really just gives me a hesitant yeah. step. And this is the first time in a long time I wasn't just like, Fuck that shit. I'm not reading it. This was awesome. He did such a great job. I think think sometimes
0: the author thinks that they know how they want this to sound. Mm -hmm. But when you put an actor to it, someone who professionally does this, it brings life to your book in a totally different way. But I don't think that anyone could have made Grant who Grant was in this book except for him. I laughed. I died every single time Grant said, what are you even talking about? (laughs) I was losing it. I was like, that is... 100% 100%
1: this little, like this little kid became real to me. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, they honestly, these children feel based off of, I would love to talk to him about this because I feel yeah. like there is some real life experience in this yeah. book. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's so good. Yeah. Um, We see a lot of hints in my opinion of the real world TV shows. Yeah. Um, Emery, I think is, is Cole Sprouse from Riverdale.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've never seen Riverdale, but I 100% thought, oh, this is Cole Sprouse. Well, especially
1: (laughs) near the end when he talks about the stupid hat. I was like, oh, Riverdale. Yeah. And the people upstairs makes me think of Friends, just because of the time frame, and the way he describes his character, very Joey-esque. I... How did you feel about all this? What did you think about him leaning into real life but not actually being real life when it was coming to these kind of things?
0: So I didn't get Friends vibes. I mean, I think that, like, if you're thinking about... Maybe Two Guys,
1: a Girl, and a Pizza Place? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hey, there's a deep cut for you. (laughs) Nobody knows that show. You don't know that show? I do. I was like, that's an old one. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Nathan Cillian.
0: But the thing is, if you're talking 90s sitcom, I think your brain automatically goes to Friends. But there were other things that it could have fit into, you know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. It it was hard for me to, like, picture him in Friends because the way his character talks is more effeminate. Right, but it didn't seem like that was the character he was portraying on TV. Right, so he was somehow masking that effeminate. I mean, he's mask. an actor. Yeah, but I mean, like his new uh, agent didn't even know he was gay. So, like, there was some there was something happening there where he was being a better right. actor than I don't know. But I, I didn't. I, it's definitely definitely 90s sitcom. Yes. Definitely more mature than TGIF. So, like. Friends seems to be like mm-hmm. the go to for that, but it would probably be like, um, you remember Caroline in the City, like yeah. that that show, like any of those '90s sitcoms that were on NBC, not yeah. ABC, but NBC,
1: NBC, NBC specifically, NBC specifically.
0: <laughs> but but like everybody does, else,
1: <laughs> but he does talk about the fact that ABC owned his show, right. But the thing and he, is... And he had that whole rant about Disney and their clangomerate and how they yeah. own people and it was so
0: But the thing is that, like, the way he's describing the show, like, the comedies that I remember from the 90s on ABC were TGIF. And this was not, not a, a TGIF comedy.
1: No, this was, like, a Tuesday evening adult show. Right. hmm Right. Um. So, I've got a list of the Kunkel rules. I wrote them all down just oh because gosh. I knew we needed to talk about them. So, um, I'm going to go through them and then I have a question about <laughs> Did it. Did
0: you write them in the numbers that, like, he says them?
1: Yep. <laughs> One, brunch. Brunch. Two, cameras lie. Don't trust them. Mm. Three, the easy laugh is lazy. Not the laugh you really want. Right? Mm. Four, money equals youth. Always remember that. Mm-hmm. Only look at a gay man, what a gay man shows you on his phone. No swiping. No gay swiping. Man, no swiping.
0: That's applicable to everybody. Don't yes. swipe on my phone. Facts.
1: <laughs> um, never let your guard down. Seven, we wear what we want to wear. Mm. Eight, live life to the fullest because each day is a gift. Yeah. That was eight. Nine, when faced with unimaginable loss, we need a little Christmas. I love that. I did too. Don't number 10. Don't trust labels. You don't know. That was a really funny lecture about how like you don't buy fashion designers. Like we buy Gucci, right? Because we know Gucci. Um, (laughs) 11. Make the Yuletide gay. This this one, number 12 was for his sister. If you can't tone it, tan it. (laughs) 13. Fun drinks make everything more interesting. True. This one he called 11 fifth uh, in the book. 11 fifths. Special brunch edition. Bottomless mimosas are not the same as pantsless mimosas. He learned that the hard way. (laughs) 15.
0: Let's go, baby.
1: Let's go, baby. Come on. Wang Chung, Let's Go. Mm. And, like, for those that haven't read the book, it's, he's referring to a dance. It's dancing and singing with his, ex, his best friend who had passed their mother. It's a beautiful scene. I'll actually put the music video in the links because it's a great song. Yeah. Number 16, which he called Sweet 16, I want you to really live. Most people just exist. Mm-hmm. You need to live. And number like 17, that. and then the last one was number 17, there's two tragedies in life not getting what you want, and the other is getting it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I've listed them. Which one is your favorite? I want you to live. My, Honestly, I think the best advice you can give anyone is just like, I want you to have a life right? and live. My favorite is the first time I fell in love with Patrick. My favorite is, um, is we wear what we want. It was, the scene is, uh, he's getting the kids ready for the first swim at the house and me, Grant's already ready for the pool. He's out there and he's like talking, you know, and Patrick loves moo-moos. He loves wearing Mm -hmm. these big schmoozes and he's like walking around in his flouty dress and Grant, he's like, asks Grant, where's Maisie? And Maisie's like, he's like, Maisie's not coming. She's like, why? And he's like, it's a secret. It's a secret. He's Grant says, and he goes, well, you got to tell me the secret. So then he goes and finds out, come to find out his dad, her dad packed her swimsuit Mm -hmm. and her mom knew she doesn't like to wear girl clothes, but dad never really paid attention. So dad just packed the regular girl swimsuit.
0: I think dad did pay attention because later in the story, when he says, and Maisie wants to marry a man and, and, her, his brother is like, Maisie wants to marry a man. She's And Patrick's like, don't hold her to it. Her to
1: it. <laughs> it was so funny when they had that conversation and mm-hmm. he was like, she's like, being an adult should be lonely. And he's like, she's like, I'm not going to be lonely. I'm going to have three Siberian Huskies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and she's like, maybe a husband. Definitely the Huskies. Girl, I feel Same. that. Um, but do you think the, the idea of this helped Hindered the book, adding these little nuggets. I think it just added some more comic relief. I think,
0: like, um, I mean, I made he's, it. He, he's we call him Gunkle, but the Gup. kids call the kids Gup. call him Gup. gay, gay Uncle, Patrick. Uncle Patrick. And like, I just feel like, so I had a gay Uncle Fred, um, and Guff. Guff he one hundred percent had random rules for us that were like. We're having fun. And he definitely was the uncle that was like, take us out and sugar us up and then like send us home with tons of presents and tons of sugar. I feel like it also gives you context to getting to know Patrick.
1: Yeah. Two at the same time. I think
0: that like on the surface, they're very silly um, and they're meant to be comedy, but there's such a depth there. They start with something as simple as you need to eat. Right, and so we're gonna eat, but I eat at weird times because I'm a little different, and so we have brunch. Brunch, and they end with, you don't always get what you want, and sometimes that's a good thing, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I want you to live a
0: life, you know. So because
1: it honestly that came from experience for him, he was literally hiding. He was when Joe died.
0: He kind and his show ended. He kind of just ran away, like he couldn't
1: deal um we all and deal I with grief differently
0: we do we do and we've talked about grief before on the show you know on this pod and um i i think that patrick i think patrick grieved better in a healthier way i don't know better is the right right word because there's no wrong wrong way to grieve but he grieved in a more healthy and complete way mm-hmm. with the kids like they the yeah. three of them grieved together it was something he definitely needed and the scene, and I'm sorry I'm jumping ahead because I know that this is in your notes, but the scene with the birthday cake yes. where it was like, okay, we're going to make a wish for her because this is her birthday and she's not here to celebrate it with us. But Sarah was my best friend. She was your mom. We're going to make wishes for her. Yes. And to me, that was really beautiful. That was yes. ex- um, that was giving well access, written yes it was giving access to their grief it was allowing them to feel things that like but they it were wasn't just hitting
1: it in their face. They were he right. wasn't just like tell me how you're feeling right no let's feel these in a different way. And then in and, contrast and, sorry go and, ahead. And like it's the same thing with the stargazing right? Yeah. And they're just sitting there and like yes he was keeping the kids up late and yes that he wasn't keeping it up summer. Who cares? But he was also letting them feel their feelings as they Mm -hmm. were coming. And, and he was embracing them as they were and how they were. He was not expecting anything from them. And I think that's why Patrick was his choice. Right. Right. His brother's choice. In contrast, Clara, who's their aunt. Yeah. His sister, his older sister,
0: his oldest. He, Patrick's the youngest. Right. And Clara's the oldest. Um, what Clara wanted was them to grieve the way that
1: she felt was appropriate for them. Right. She, she wanted, wanted them a to have structure. And, and they probably would not, have found a therapist, you know, forcing them to do the thing. I
0: mean, I'm not saying they didn't need a therapist, but no, like,
1: but, but the way Patrick handled it, I felt was more like give them the summer to breathe. Then mm-hmm. when school starts and we get back to regular life, get them in therapy, help them transition back yeah. into their real life. You know, I think they needed that break, me- that vacation. I think Patrick made room for their grief, where
0: as Clara would have made them dive into it. Yeah, and I don't think that that's a healthy way to to help kids grieve. I he mean, let it breathe, right? He right. He made them feel like whatever they were feeling was okay yeah. and normal, and. You know, like, I mean, and he did it through comedy. Like, there was a toilet that, you know, like, had a bidet it. Oh, my to it. goodness. And, like, that was their
1: first night sprayed, there.
0: Yeah, and they sprayed each other with the toilet water and how funny that was. And like, and now you know, that's
1: comedy, kids. <laughs>
0: yeah. and he let them do, he let them be kids. And I think sometimes when kids lose somebody, um, I think they don't, that we are quick to make them adult around it. But they can't. They have or to we ignore kids. it
1: altogether. Right. right? That we're was, just not
0: going to talk about the fact that their mom is dead because, you know, we don't want to upset them. Dude, they know their mom's a, is dead. Like, right. they were there. They saw right. her dying of cancer.
1: I actually, this book actually, Matt and I were having a conversation about this. Um, when I was in elementary school, in third or fourth grade, a very dear friend of mine, her mother had passed from mm-hmm. breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And this instantly made me think of that. And when they had taken like a month and a half off of school, her and her siblings. And when they came back, like the teacher had kind of forewarned us all, look, this is why she's not here. X, Y, and Z. Um, And our classmates treated her differently. And my, I look, I wasn't socially, I wasn't as socially inept as my classmates because of the ADHD and just who I was and I just was, like, back in her face. And I'm like, oh, my God, I missed you. Da, 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 da. You know, just a Molly thing, right? I was just... Mm-hmm. And I don't know if... Looking back, I think that's me being the normal one was kind of... I feel like was kind of what she needed because yeah. everybody else was just treating her like this ghost. Right. And looking back, she definitely was... There was a part of her missing and it. You could right. see it. Right. and But to treat her like this outcast instead of it was just I don't know I don't know what my point was
0: no I I uh, I don't either Molly
1: <laughs> let's go to the next question <laughs> oh my god oh, oh man <laughs> and we're 30 minutes in we're only on question five it's fine <laughs> hey we're having a good discussion though we are um we meet a lot of interesting people in this book a lot um family hmm. friends i mean he has staff and people that work for him mm-hmm. and then the gay that lives next door jed jed who is your favorite person who's your favorite character jed i love it was specifically
0: a specifically john who, he wasn't a priest he was a minister, minister and also a therapist or a massage therapist
1: <laughs> and, and now he- he's a nurse
0: right <laughs> I thought, was, uh, like no, I thought he was, like, nothing now. I thought he was, like, an, like, he was... He what about the
1: nurse? I don't know. And then he was, like, they were, like, we find out the one has a kid, and, like, it just, Eduardo their lives are so insane. Their lives
0: are so insane. I love when he, like, Jed has the conversation with Patrick about kids and how they would like to mm-hmm. have kids, and Patrick's like, why can't you have kids? And John's like we're not exactly living a conventional life here. But like <laughs> exactly. somebody would just like give us a kid. And like, Patrick is so desensitized to all of it that he's like, what do you mean? And then he's like, Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. You're right. Right, You're it. a thruple and gay.
0: That I makes mean,
1: sense. <laughs> they are. I, I mean, just, but, I, I mean, love
0: no. that they have an acronym for the relationship that they are Jed. Right. <laughs> um, I thought they were great neighbors for Patrick Um, like, I'm really glad they didn't bring in, like, uh, do you want to join us in the bedroom kind of thing? Like, I was kind of worried about that. But, like, they're in a committed thruple relationship.
1: Right. And they love each other equally. And they go to Birmingham
0: every year, which is just weird.
1: (laughs) My favorite thing was, like, and his concern, his worry was, like, he, Patrick was thinking about when he grew up with his siblings Mm -hmm. and how two always outvoted one. He was, like, right. How does this work? Like, are you I mean, guys just outvoting each other all the time? Well, and
0: it turns out that John just stayed home and didn't, if he didn't want to go to the movie, he just didn't go.
1: I mean, like, it works. It works. Um, I just, no, go ahead. Never mind. No, no so I had to say it. No. Okay. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no okay.
0: I have questions that are not going to be able to be answered on this pod,
1: so. Stephen Rowley can come on and right. we'll do a revisit. How about that? Or I mean, um, we can read one of his other two books. He has two other books. True. That's true. We learned about the tragedy of Patrick's partner, Joe, and how his life unfolds for him mm-hmm. after. Do you think this makes him uniquely qualified to help the kids? I kind of think I already
0: answered this question. We kind
1: of did, but, and, I, and I, I do. Yeah. Um, there is true growth for Patrick and the kids throughout this book. Mm-hmm. Do you think this arrangement was made more for Patrick or the kids?
0: Uh. Well, I do not think... Okay, here's my issue with this book.
1: Oh, boy. Didn't and you have, out, ladies and gentlemen. Wouldn't have,
0: we wouldn't have a story at all if the plot wasn't, like... Hidden. Sad and depressing, yeah. What? What's his brother's name again? Greg. Greg. We wouldn't have a plot at all if Greg weren't a drug addict who needed to go to rehab, right? But it just feels so unlikely
1: that that would be a story. Like, I feel like that's just a crazy story to be. It, but... It, 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 I mean, it happens a lot. Actually, pa- partners don't know how to handle their fam- partner. Their other that's half is dying, like and he they use drugs. An addict,
0: though he started using drugs before that, right? But in the end, he was using her meds. Nobody knew, though. Like the fact that nobody knew, like that I feels unlikely. Maybe Patrick I have, would know since he lives in. LA. I have a I lot, lot of fam. I have a lot of family that's,
1: I, that I I grew up with that were functioning alcoholics, and everybody just acted like it wasn't a big deal. Okay, well, I don't know. I just thought it was kind. That was a little stretch, far stretch. But I do
0: think that them living together. Oh my gosh, I need to stop yawning. Good gracious. Um, I think that the summer together was for both of them. Yeah. I mean, it creates the story. Obviously, I know Greg didn't want to be too far from his kids, but then he didn't want to see them either. So like that didn't make sense to me. He just wanted to know they were in proximity. I don't even think it was that. I really think he thought to himself, Clara will make my kids be... Make it worse. ...rigid and on a schedule. And they don't need to be on a schedule right now. They need some fun. Right. And he knew Patrick would be fun. He knew Patrick would be fun. And more
1: importantly, Sarah knew that. Yeah. yeah, And it was her wish. Yeah. Um, this author, in my opinion... Is the first author in a while we've read that has actually gotten the voice of children correct. Yes. They were age appropriate. It, yes. it, it, it didn't feel forced. It sounded yes. like things children their age would say. Um, There is so many funny and great scenes with these kids. Do you have yes. a favorite? Um, I mean, I really liked the Christmas party
0: that wasn't a Christmas party because it was July. I thought that was really cool um i like that i like the toilet scene with the splashing of water that was hilarious to me like a more intimate and like sweet idea i love that they actually climbed in into his room every night like they needed the safety of of an adult um and i love that they did that um yeah i guess those would be my favorites i i think I, i think his reaction to Maisie when he finds out that she prefers to wear shorts and a shirt. Like the swimsuit I mean,
1: scene. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm not totally comfortable in a swimsuit either. I actually wear a skirt, mm-hmm. um, as my bottoms. Like I have a, I have a skirt and, um, like that's, I just don't, I don't like it either. Right. So like, the fact that, it, I don't think it necessarily meant that she was trans or that she, you know, whatever, or grew up right. to be a lesbian. Like, I think the girl just wanted to be comfortable, to be comfortable and that's comfortable. what she right. wanted to wear. And I think the way that he approached that was like. Where are you going- fucking want, man? Yeah. Like, I'm wearing dresses. Go ahead. You want to wear um, pants?
1: Sure. The only scene we haven't talked about that was my favorite was after the earthquake and the kids get home and they're wearing their bike helmets everywhere. And he's like. Why are you guys doing this? And Macy's like aftershock, and he's like, "Yo, like that's the, mm-hmm. we're done. You <laughs> like the
0: earthquakes are done. I promise." Really no. Um, speaking of the earthquake, I, he had told them at the beginning of the book that if an emergency happened, he was grabbing his golden glow before oh, them. Yes. And when, when the emergency actually happens, uh, a, a decoration falls off of the wall and hits Grant on the head. Yes, um, and, and and so Grant's hurt, and Maisie's kind of like and shell shocked, right? Yeah, um, and Maisie says, "Uncle Patrick, your your Golden Globe," and he's like, "Fuck the Golden Globe," <laughs> and like that to me, that was like that growth that he had had, where he's yeah. just like,
1: you know what, that doesn't
0: matter to me anymore. <laughs> Um, what was
1: what was uh, funny is, so he he gets a new agent, right? I don't really have a note about this, but... Yeah, her gets, name
0: is something
1: with a... Mountain. mountain it, it, it,
0: it's a mountain range. Just, Everest he,
1: something. He, Anyways, he it doesn't fucking matter. Her. It's so funny. And he calls her and she calls them and they get a new gold globe to the house. And he goes, and when she first calls, he's like, I, I don't want to send the other one back. I want to use them as bookends. <laughs> like...
0: But then at the end of the book, he thinks it would have been nice if he would have sent it with Grant.
1: Yeah. Home with
0: him. Yeah. Because he accidentally gives it to Grant. I <laughs> the tooth fairy. Because he doesn't know what to give Grant. And so he gets drunk and sticks his golden globe under
1: Grant's pillow. The golden globe! It's so funny.
0: And then he's like, uh, what about $50? And Maisie's like, $50? I got like 50 cents. And, and Grant's like, I'll
1: take the $50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to get somebody to bring me cash, though, because I don't drive. Felt right. like. Right. Um, but he has a Tesla. Because they gave it to him. <laughs> right. We also find out that
0: the reason he doesn't drive is because the way right. that Joe died was, yeah. was a car accident. Yeah. And do you have in your notes for us to talk about Joe's death? No. Um, I, I, w- I would like can. to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I'd like to, too. Um, I, I, um, sorry. Let's talk about it now. Okay. And then we'll jump back oh. in.
0: Did I last week I may have told this story or 2 weeks ago I may have told the story to Katie but now I can't remember. Um so I'm just going to retell it. But okay. so my my uncle Fred um his partner Mike who I just always called Uncle Mike they were together for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Um they both have AIDS or had my uncle's deceased now, but Mike is still a man living with AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um they actually were both parts of the early like trials of drug trials and things. And so Uh a lot of the treatments that are being used now, like they were, they helped develop them. Like I think of that, like my uncle helped save lives. Right. So when my uncle was dying, um, because you don't actually die from AIDS, you die from the effects of complications. Yeah. So he um, had brain lesions from a parasite that he picked up from spring water when he was dying. Um, The law in Ohio where I was growing up was family only and family only allowed in his room. And had we not been explicit in saying this is family. Yeah, he is family. My uncle Mike his partner of 20 years would not have been welcomed in the room. And so so I've been asked before, like why I'm an ally and why I leave in um, same-sex marriage. And that is absolutely why I'm an ally because I watched a man losing the love of his life for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And we could have said, get out. And you didn't. That is absolutely horrific to me. Mm-hmm. So that actually happens in this book. So it was like very like poignant for me. Like I related yeah. hard to that. So when Joe is dying, Patrick is basically kicked out of the room. Joe's family takes over. Joe Joe's family is the next of kin, even though Patrick- They like eaten. Joe's life before, like right. never happened. Patrick didn't exist. Um, and in the letter that I did think was too long- um, Patrick talks about the fact that he thought well they might have Joe but I have all of Joe's stuff so they'll at least need to come to me to get him a suit and the fucking bastards went and bought him something new rather than asking Patrick for something that he owned. And, and he,
1: wasn't Patrick even invited. Goes, he wasn't even invited to the funeral. And it was like Patrick's anger about how they bought him a suit at Macy's. Right. At
0: Macy's! Macy's. <laughs> macy's it was probably <laughs> off the rack what the fuck um but like that to me um i i love he heartbreaking talk, he talked about in that um i don't know if it was in that letter or if it was when he was i think it's Emory, in the letter he talks about how many men they lost to like, AIDS. It, it,
1: it, yeah he was talking it's, about how it felt like it was the AIDS pandemic again
0: yeah, I think when he was talking to Emery, I think Emery is actually the one that says we've lost so many people to AIDS and now we have to fight for, you know, whatever. Um, uh-huh. And like, like, that's why I'm an ally. So that's it right there, because things like that should never
1: happen. No. They should never no. happen. I mean, to this day, even though we have um extensive testing when it comes to. To AIDS, HIV, the whole gamut. Men that are sexually active with men still can't donate blood. They still cannot donate blood. But do you know who is the best at rallying when it comes in life? Gay men. If you like. 100%. Grace
0: Anatomy just
1: started. Yeah, they did. Um, But there's actual petitions out there for the CDC to stop this.
0: It doesn't and make sense because I'll they screen. It, they screen all blood, and they can screen I know.
1: for HIV now. I know. And the law is ridiculous. It's, and it's, I will put the petition in the notes. It's homophobic, and I will and put the the petition in the notes because everyone should sign it. Patrick talks about
0: how they won't take our blood, but they'll take our organs because Joe's organs are donated. Right, so brain dead. Right, so he was brain dead. Li- from they the probably practice. lied on the th- form. He said. Yeah, they, that his family probably lied on the form. Uh-huh. It, it's just, this should not happen. It no, should not happen. It's awful. It's awful. So, um, for me, that was the part of the book that I did get a little choked up. Nothing made me cry in this book. Um, I laughed a lot in this book.
1: Like I teared that, up at like the part, cake scene. The cake scene where they were eating, make wish for yeah. his mom, and I was like, oh, my
0: God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, it was cute, and I did like that scene, but it, it also felt a little cliche, but... Um.
1: do you think Emery's storyline was necessary? No. That is my only bell in this whole episode. This whole book is I get it. Having a love interest is important. It's showing that he's growing and t- getting out of his shell, but like No, I don't, I don't think need it, it And I don't and think And it's weird. I really I thought they were Emery setting it I really thought they were setting us up. He was setting us up for Emery to like go to the paparazzi and like, I thought like, that was going to happen I, too. Yeah, I did I, too. I, I, I really did.
0: And I'm glad that he didn't. I'm glad that wasn't the setup, but I also feel like the relationship with Emery was just like not age appropriate. And it's not because they're two men. It wouldn't matter if one was a man and one was a woman. Like that. Or two that women.
1: Was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, was, um, I was uncomfortable with that. I called very early in this book that the well, couple's rule would be in a TV, sh- turn into a TV show. Sorry,
0: Molly. I have to interrupt sorry. for a second. Sorry. I have to interrupt for a second. I'm okay with an age gap if it's like a vampire and he's like 109 years old. But like, <laughs> he has when, sparkle, you're, though, when you're in or your, is your that 40s, yeah, he's got a glitter. Um, but when you're in your 40s and you're dating someone in your 20s, I'm uh, not okay with that. But you know, if you're 109 and a vampire, it's fine. Sorry. Go ahead and ask your question. And just for posterity, because I don't think we've said it
1: this season, vampires do not have don't sperm. Have just, just, <laughs> just, just, just to reiterate. And hashtag not sponsored by Audible. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just want to hit all all, all our bullet well, points. We're in
0: the last episode of season two. got to hit them all. I'll hit them all. <laughs> um, you know what we haven't said yet? You know what? Fuck
1: you. There you go. Now uh, I've said them you all. You know
0: what? Fuck you. I was I in the
1: middle of something. You. You're right. You're right. I'll be done. <laughs> Um, I called early that these skunkle rules would be turned Mm -hmm. into a book. A TV Uh, show. Um, Do you think this book was predictable in that sense? Uh, Was there any cliches? You know what's funny? I I think that I hadn't even thought of that being
0: a possibility until you said it. Mm -hmm. Because I just... What I actually thought the ending would be was
1: that he would actually move home and stay with the... Oh, no. I never thought he would move home. I... I think I knew he was, like, as soon as these kids started interacting with him and he agreed to, like, film them, I was like, yeah, he's going to get back into TV. He misses it. He, like, especially when he was, like, making the rules about, like, the funny, like, the jokes.
0: As soon as he was,
1: like, doesn't what, babe? When the show ends, he doesn't really have a TV show yet. No, he's doing the play, but they—they they, they had already filmed the pilot, right? Like no. they, he had signed the contract, and they were talking he about had how they the talk-
0: contract and and it was would, would take. He gave them a, they gave him a year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He went to New York City for a year, and he's doing the play. Yes,
1: um, and that's how you do it. That's how the book ends, by the way, and yeah. that's. How you do it. Which is, um, for those of who haven't read it, that's his catchphrase
0: from the people upstairs.
1: Yes. Um, so, you sent me a couple of links and we'll put it in the notes. Yes. This has already been picked up. Yes. Uh, do you think this will actually hit our screens? Do you think we're going to get a show? Do you think it's just going to sit on a, a shelf somewhere?
0: So I am not sure. I do know that the author is the screenwriter and I guess he's been the screenwriter nice. for his, one of his other books is also a movie as well. Um, and so we do know that he'll be hustling that because not only have they bought the rights, but he's also writing it. So there's a little bit more of a hustle than like, say where John Green is like, right. right sold the rights, but like, does it ever come to fruition? With I, um, um Sorry, go ahead. But I do think there, I think that like there's a possibility with so many streaming services mm-hmm. that this could get picked up and be like a mini series or be a movie.
1: I would I, like to see it be a mini series. I, I, I honestly, what I was picturing is um, it's a show about a show, yeah. right? Like it's Gunkle in real life interacting with the kids and like their everyday life but he's also has the show where he's the gunkle on the show that's how i'm seeing it envisioned in the future but that doesn't mean anything i see it as a mini series and each episode is titled a different gunkle rule that would be great um i couldn't help but picturing billy einrich i don't know why yeah like It's a mix of him and Nathan Lane. That is the two character, the two men that come to mind when it comes to Patrick. Like I I
0: I would I would get on board with Billy. I never know how to say his last name. How do you say it? Irik. Okay. I would get on board with that. But I wonder if I would get on. Billy on the street. I wonder (laughs) if I would get on board with that because he's like so out. You know what I mean? Like could you have like a Neil Patrick Harris do this? I don't know.
1: I don't know. But I don't see like I envision a more flamboyant. A bigger man, right? A bigger man. Like, yeah, Billy Einrich's a- flamboyant. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Like, I could pi- 100% picture the character that Billy plays in Parks and Rec being Patrick.
1: Okay. Where he's well, like, Billy's got things to saying, say, it. by the way. I don't know that's she- the
0: best name for you. Never change it. She's like, <laughs> I on it. Like, that... <laughs> That is, that is
1: Patrick right there. Um, My favorite line comes at the end of this book. He had lived a life and survived it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any lines that you loved in this book?
0: I mean, it's hard for me to answer this question when it's an audio book. And I didn't actually physically tab or anything. And yeah. Hoopla, I love Hoopla. It's a great app. It's free from your local library. So go support local libraries. We love local libraries here. Look besties. Um, but Hoopla doesn't have the same options that Audible has for, like, tagging. Hashtag you. not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. We don't have the options to, like, tag in Hoopla. So I can't really tell you a favorite line. Um, yeah.
1: I can't really tell you a favorite line. And what was the last note I have is April's read Goodread- rating. What was it?
0: I gave it a four, um, oh, a solid four. I might be able to be persuaded into a 4.5, but I think four is where it belongs, um, yeah. especially coming off of just having read Boyfriend Material, which was a five for me. Oh, I
1: like this more than Boyfriend Material. I know you do, but I, I
0: did it um i liked it a lot but i didn't like it as well but again um there were things in this that i just felt were unnecessary like mm-hmm. Emery and the very long letter i feel like yeah. we could, and there were weird we didn't talk about this but there were weird parts that like flash back to his time in college with sarah to give us more of like the foundation that. of their relationship but it just it took me out of the story i didn't like
1: that he he had you know okay the one thing oh you know, I'll, I'll give it a ring. One thing that irritated me, one thing that irritated me in that one of the flashbacks, and they're on this trip with the Grand Canyon, and he gets mad at her for being with his brother, and he's like, you couldn't have my genetics, so you just went to the next thing? Like, bro. He, he called her a brother fucker. Yes. He called her a brotherfucker.
0: Oh, I can't um, this book. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the book. Um, I still think for season two, for me, my top two books uh, that were new to me because okay. we did do um, The Fault in Our Stars uh-huh. and we did The Hunger Games this season. Um, and those are two, like The Hunger Games is my all time favorite series and Fault in Our Stars is my favorite author. So like, mm-hmm. it's of course, going to be up there. Um, but my two favorites that we did this season were The Love Hypothesis and Boyfriend Material. Um, I think the Gunkle is really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. But it isn't, it
1: doesn't make the top for me. It, it could be top five. It, but it's not love top. Hypothesis, uh, Kiss Quotient, and Gunkle for me.
0: So I had already read Kiss Quotient, and I do like I Kiss can. Quotient, but um, I can't. That one's not new to me. I really hated all of the fucking historical fiction that you threw at me this season. Um and for those you know
1: what? that can't see us on YouTube, I'm flipping her the bird. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you too.
0: Um, we also read uh, Ready Player One, which is a favorite of right. mine, and I know you didn't really that didn't really hit the mark for you. Um I really didn't like the wedding date, and I know that's one of your favorites. My favorites
1: yeah Um, but it wasn't a new read for
0: me it wasn't but for me it was a new read and I just found it to be so riddled with cliches and poorly written Mm -hmm. but then we read the love hypothesis and I was like this is fake dating too and I'm here for it like that book is just you know chef's kiss um what else did we read this oh Jurassic Park I enjoyed Jurassic Jurassic Park Park, but that was new to you it was new to me. I enjoyed it, but I still only rated it three stars. It's not one that like, I would ever read again, but I'm thankful I read it because it was kind of cool. Eleanor so, Park was
1: new to me. I really liked that.
0: That's a great book. It was the wrong time to read it. It should not have been under a romance. That's my fault for that. I forgot how dark that book was. Um, but uh, Good Omens, I didn't like. I didn't know that's a favorite of yours. I love Good Omens. Um, I absolutely, absolutely loved having Chesie come on. you. Hey, this book is coming, this uh, episode is coming out the week before her new book. Hey, at go pre order it. Yeah. Go- pre order it. Hey, she shows, if you don't follow her on social media, go follow it. Go follow her. Her name is like at Chessie Zappia, I think. Um, but she showed, a-
1: I'll link her socials.
0: Yeah, uh, book boxing, uh, unboxing, and she unboxed the, the, the new, it's the hardbacks so of the book. And The covers are shiny and like it's just so oh, gorgeous. And she gorgeous she's covers. doing
1: if you pre order before July something, she's doing out book plates and stickers and all I that think jazz. That might have
0: already closed. We may, I think that might have already closed because I know she was sending some of them already. That was on social media. I'm not totally Maybe I sure, it. but I loved having her on. Um, hands down, like that was. That was, a, that was like a wild so experience fun. for me. Like, I'm like sitting there going, oh my gosh, like your, a quote from your book is hanging on the wall in my office. I,
1: I don't know what Yay. to do
0: with <laughs> We also had my husband on, which was really fun um, and embarrassing.
1: Um, what else is new? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's true. Um, we had a lot of going on this season in our personal lives so like this season feels like it was so much longer than it was so chaotic it was hard um but i I think we did a good job we've grown our audience um people are so glad you guys are here People are DMing us on social media and we're getting cool comments from people. Um, we have like a shout out to this, the, the middle school librarian that we follow on social media. I do not know her name, but she has a great like social media for her library. And um, so I've like DM'd her a couple of times and like, she's listening to the pod and I'm just like, I'm a fan of hers. Like I want to be like her. Like she's, she's amazing. a fan of yours now, and, and it's she whole like, thing. likes our posts. And we've had authors comment on our stuff.
1: Like it's life. We're getting there, man. We're getting there. Yeah. Um. So next season. Our next few books. not next week. Next season. Next season. We
0: are taking two weeks off. So we will not have an episode uh, next week, which is the last week in June. Mm -hmm. And we will not have an episode. So we won't have an episode June 28th or July 5th. But... Mm -hmm. For July, we are going to read some more beach reads, like poolside books. So the first one will be Beach Read by Emily yes. Henry. Um, I'm a few chapters into that and have already laughed out loud because foot job is in there. And it just, I fucking lost it. Um, the second one is a Molly pick called Matchmakers List by Sonia Lolly. Is that how you say her name, Molly? I think it's Lolly. And she commented on our social media. Um, and so, Sonia, if you want to come and chat with us, we'd love to About hear About this book specifically. Or any book, really. <laughs> um, uh, then we're also going to wrap out July with It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. And this is the first book in, I think there are only two books in the series right now. And they're they're sort of like the romance style uh, series books that don't necessarily need to be read in order. Um, they're like companion novels. Kind yeah. of thing. Um, so that's what we're going to wrap out July with. And then in August, we'll come back and do like our normal stuff. I guess. I don't know. Do
1: we just we'll become, see.
0: do we just become like a romance read? No, because I love
1: other than, we love books other than romance books. So you love books other than romance books. Bullshit. You love other books too. I do. But again,
0: dystopian or romance. Like there's no <laughs> in the middle. Either everything is sunshine and rainbows or the world is burning down.
1: No uh, Alright, gang. We're gonna get out of your hair. We're hitting the hour mark. Oh my gosh, did we finish on time today? I know. It's we fine. We finish. finally finished on time. We... Go us. <laughs> Slow clap. Yay. All right. We'll see you in a couple weeks, guys. Bye. Bye! Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today's book was The Gun Cult by Stephen Rodley. Your Book Besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Pritida. Don't forget to follow the Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.